Welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here with Jeremy Hyman, and we have two very special guests here from the front office of the 40th anniversary 1977-78 Bullets Championship team, Bob Ferry and Jerry Sachs. How are you two doing today, gentlemen? We're doing we're, good. How are you doing, living. Jerry? We're living. We're here. <laughs> you live through the, uh, the last 40 years to tell the story, so... Well, it, you know, this is a pretty hard interview here. I, I don't remember what happened yesterday, much less 40 years ago. Bob Ferry, tell, start off by telling him about your meeting with, with Abe and me to discuss Bob Dandridge when he was with Milwaukee. Well, it was a, it was a situation where I used to go downstairs in the uh, Capitol Center's uh, sauna bath, and I used to read out-of-town newspapers. I'd have a stack of them about a foot high. And I sit down there until I almost melted. Of course, there was a lot of beer coming out, too. And but, we wondered where he was during this time. <laughs> and uh, I constantly read in the paper where Bobby Dandridge, who was playing for Milwaukee, uh, really could guard Dr. J. And uh, uh, it came up I don't know how many times. And uh, we had to play Philadelphia 76ers, and we had to uh, – we had we had to go by Philadelphia to get anywhere where we were going, so uh, uh, I I saw well, Bobby Bobby D was going to be a free agent, and uh, I just got on my high horses and thought we got to get him to get to get us to the next level, and uh, uh, I uh, I got the ball rolling and. Uh, uh, we got A. Poland involved and Jerry, and and it was a big decision because uh, we weren't a team that spent a lot of money, and uh, uh, we, you know, basically Abe got involved, got owner to owner, and that's the way I liked it because normally the owners don't know very much, and uh, you can kind of convince them in anything, and I convinced uh, I convinced our guys into going after Bobby Dandridge and. Uh, partly because he was from Virginia down down the road of right. East Norfolk right. and uh, uh, it, it, it just 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 worked it was and, and it really wasn't a real tough negotiation either it, it just fell in he wanted to play up this way and uh, you know Milwaukee wasn't the most desirable place to play at that time and uh, so we got we signed him and, and he was he was a difference maker yeah, and, and I, I, I would sure. say I would say Bobby Dandridge is the best all-around basketball player that I, in, that we've ever had. I mean, he was really good at everything. He was like a maestro. He, uh, he both ends of the court. Yeah, I mean, defensively, offensively, making the right play, just, just, just was a natural. You know, just. Uh, smooth, silky smooth to the point he didn't even look like he was working hard, and uh, and he was a major, major factor. He came through again with all the big matchups that guarded, and uh, uh, he was he was really, really a, a great addition. And I would say, uh, if you want another little inside here, uh, love the inside scoop. Yeah, well, it's inside scoop. I would say that Bobby Dandridge was was maybe the uh, most important player of our team because he played multiple positions. But we happened to pick up a player by the name of Char Charles Johnson. Wait yeah. a minute. Before you get to Charles Johnson, I want to finish up with the, <clears throat> with the Bobby D story. Because after 
uh, Abe and Jim Fitzgerald, I think, was the owner of the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks. And they agreed on the phone to the deal. I'm not sure how far after that um, Fitzgerald called Abe and said, Abe, I've got another, a better deal for Dandridge. He said, but you're an honorable guy. I think I'm an honorable guy, and you've got the deal. But I just wanted you to know that because of my uh, feeling for you and my respect for you, we're going to keep the deal with you. But wow. uh, that happened after the fact. But that's the way business was done among certain owners in the NBA in those days. Well, yeah. it, it, uh, I knew Fitzgerald and Abe were involved because that's, that was on an owner's level with us because, again, we had to come up with a lot more money than we were used to. And uh, it's, it's one of those things uh, that, that really worked out. And Bob convinced Abe that, that Dandridge could be the missing piece that we needed in order to get all the way. And Abe sure as hell wanted to win. He really wanted to oh, win. He, and Bob uh, did a great job in selling Abe on the prospect of what Bobby Dandridge would bring to the team. And it happened that way. See, we were the winningest team in the 70s. Yeah. And, and, and uh, we went to the finals four times. Right, and, so and but really we could were, never get over that hump. Right, yeah. you were ready to get and, over that. And hump. we were we were right there. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know I just I just I just had a gut feeling, and I went on my gut in those days uh, that that he can be he could be the difference maker. And what's interesting to me that you you know you mentioned at the beginning that you were able to read about him. I know you got to see him when you guys played, but how about the difference between times where now. You're, the way you scout or look at a player, you wanted to see him how he would guard uh, Dr. J. You know, you could, if this was in today's day of scouting, you're bringing up, you know, synergy to look at all the times he guarded him. You didn't have that kind of technology back then. You weren't able to, you know, break down the film like you can in these days. So, how much, how much different is it now? And how, how did that kind of like, do you ever think about like, wow, like what, what could have done, you know, how could things have been different or how, how were things different in those days? Well, that's a, that's a really good question because you're getting into synergy, which uh, I still do some scouting for right. uh, the yeah. Brooklyn Nets, and uh, we we use synergy, we use uh, analytics, yeah. uh, we got all these mathematical uh, <laughs> ways to judge players and everything else. But it still comes down to making a decision, judging a player, and uh, I always did things with my gut. Feeling after after I would read what, what mm -hmm. when I could figure the analytics out when, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, when I could figure it out I, I that would just go into the mix yep. I wouldn't say it was vitally important I wouldn't even say but but it just add to the you know kept right. us in, kept us there and uh, 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 you know uh, it's it's really different today I mean. They, uh, but I don't think it's any, I don't really think it's that much better because it really comes on to somebody's decision. Yep, it's still the same. You got to make the tough tough calls and the big and look, the teams are still doing the same thing today, trying to make that move to get over the hump to and get Bob, that that I, next. I suspect play. you've got to look past the statistics. You've got to look in the players' eyes. You got to feel the, their intensity, how they mm -hmm. do under pressure, et cetera, et cetera. That only your good eyes and and experience can determine. Well, you know, you know that's, a, that's a good point you're making about experience and, and your eye. I, I, had, I had looked at so many players by, by now, we didn't have any, that many scouts. Yeah, right. And I not only was involved a little bit in marketing, but uh, I, I was all over the, all over the country. And uh, uh, 
you know, I always felt, I was always looking to get a good feel about a player. Mm -hmm. My brain would tell me you could shoot and you could do vision and everything else, but I just wanted a, that good, warm, fuzzy feeling about a player. And that carried over to his personality, that carried over to his uh, natural game. And uh, uh, that's, that's really, again, that's, that's how I pick players in my, in my day. Oh, that's, well, tell them about CJ. Oh, that was wonderful. I mean, I, I tell you what. The whole story at the helicopter. Yeah, I, don't, I don't brag about myself, but I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, I really don't. I'll brag about well, you. Well, I, I really don't. Uh, That's why Jerry's uh, here. <laughs> uh, but I, I had, I had a, a wonderful, wonderful year. I picked up Bobby Dandridge. And when I say I did it, it was a team game. But yeah. I picked up Bobby Dandridge, and we got down to the end of the season, and we were depleted with injuries. A. Poland was all upset because his sights were again. Bobby Danridge was going to win a championship for us and everything else. And uh, uh, Phil Chenier went down, and he was—he's the best player I ever drafted, other than, of course, himself. But he—he uh, he was terrific. And the, but but that was a big loss at the end of the year. Well, with, I think about seven games to go. We, we didn't have enough players to be legal in the end. We had to address so many players. Right. There was a game against the and Suns. And Poland has a meeting with us, and he's telling Dick Mata, still telling Dick Mata and everybody about uh, uh, how, how we got to win. That this is, you know, he, he didn't want to hear about injuries. He didn't want to hear about anything. And uh, so uh, we had a... We, we had this meeting, I think Jerry was at it, and, and that's in that little room in a restaurant. And, and he put that's the right. pressure on us, and uh, I couldn't even feel the team really legally, so I, ha I went through all my stuff and everything else. So, uh, I, <coughs> I, I, I went after CJ, and he was on the West Coast, he was in San Francisco, and he, he had helped beat us a couple years before that. Well. Uh, we brought him in. Oh wait, Bob. He had re he wasn't playing at the time, right? Huh? Hadn't he retired? Oh yeah, he was out. Yeah, he was. He <laughs> okay. was not. He was out he was raising and, and raising some, wine. He yeah, was raising and, and, grapes. <laughs> and we were really had some. You know, some people in our, in our organization wanted to take somebody else, and I went. I I I was going to do that, but I went to a, a, a restaurant called Fonsworth. <laughs> And uh, restaurant, huh? You're being very kind to Fonsworth. <laughs> and uh, tavern. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm not going to pick up this this other rookie, and and take a look at him. We, we got to win the championship. Abe just put all this pressure, and and Abe's pressure on us made me change everybody's mind, mm -hmm. and to go get Charles Johnson. And we would have never come close to winning the championship without him. Wow. He was a he was a spiritual leader. He was a personality. He was a great player. He had 19 points in a championship game. Yeah. Uh, he was he was the difference maker. Uh, you know, we had Wes Unsell who was wonderful, and we we really had good players. We had good players for 10 years. Right. And we, we just had to have that right. And, and yeah. all, it all worked in one year. And we only won 44 games that year and right. got in the playoffs. Well, that's Bob, tell him the story of how you talked to CJ and his, his coming to Washington. Oh. I think that's well, the we, we had to get CJ. Yeah. Well, we, I, we had to get CJ in here. 
because we wouldn't be legal. Right. And we didn't know we didn't know if we could find or not, or we, we did, what could we do? <laughs> so we, we flew them to 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 Dulles Airport. Well, I had a friend of mine by the name of John Driggs who was a big builder in town, and he had a helicopter. And this is this is great. I called John. I says, John, I says, you can do do do, do us a favor. We'll get you a little publicity. I says, can we? Can you have pick up somebody in the airport on your helicopter? He says, sure, no problem. So the helicopter delivered Charles Johnson to the Capitol Center parking lot. Wow. The, the fans were coming into the game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the doors were open, ready to go. And I signed him on a training room table. He came out and won the game for us that night, and he was unbelievable. He was—he wow. had the personality, the confidence, and and, and you know, he, he was—he was from California too, where Phil Chenier was from. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, but that—that that is a heck of a story. So he comes from the airport off off the helicopter on the on the right parking lot. Right cars are coming in. Can you imagine that happening. I don't today? even think we even cleared a space for him. I think they made their own. We didn't, didn't have time for that. Anyone. He had a he had a lapel down from the helicopter. Right? Yeah, did Bob had the, the had our, our doctor there gave him a physical on the spot. But did this it, all happened in one year. Yeah. And then what happened was we won 44 games this year and 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 won you know won the championship. Yeah. The next year we had the best record in basketball right. and lost in the final. Right. right. Yeah. So. It, it, it was a wild ride those two years. Can you talk about your respective roles? Uh, for those that didn't know, Bob was uh, the general manager of the team. Jerry was the vice president of the team. But you also did a lot with, with Cap Center and business side. What I think a lot of people don't know, everything that went into running the franchise, especially after the move from Chicago and then from Baltimore and all that. You know, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry ran a franchise in Baltimore. And, in fact, Jerry was the reason I – I probably got hired because Abe Poland didn't know the hell. I was. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he knew I only made ten thousand dollars, and that was a, that was a, a big deal. Well, the reason we really hired you is because you were such a good program salesman, ad salesman, well, Bob. It's it, good, good, good. You know, I, I tell a lot of interns this is 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 when I was when I was uh, with the Bullets, I played there, and then I turned into be a. a, 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 a <laughs> He needed summer work. Yeah, yeah. And An employee. We, we, we made ten thousand dollars, <laughs> and and so I needed a summer job, and and, and I heard that they, they need they were looking for a guy to, to sell the pro, sell ads in a program. Well, that was me, and, and I and I sold the ads in a program, and Jerry was my boss, marketing okay. to boss, and everything. Else. Yeah, you know, he's, he was he. He was great, but he made me clean, clean my desk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, so what year is that that your relationship starts? That, that was, uh, what was 70, it? 1970. It was the fall of 70. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, uh, he, was, he was great to work for. And, and, and he's, he's just really, him and a, another our team lawyer, David Osnos, uh, I didn't do anything without getting their approval first. And I got Abe's last because I knew if I got their approval, Abe would go, would go along with it. I could sell them on a rest. And uh, that went through many sticky situations. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had we had a really a good chemistry. We did. Yeah, and and here we are back Capital One Arena again. It's like uh, like old times again with this new our new building name. Exactly, here. exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, the old Capital <coughs> Capital Center. One now is, is, uh -huh. is yeah, now the sponsor. Now that's our new arena name. It's Capital <coughs> One Arena, so we're uh, getting close. Yeah, it's we're getting, getting, close. getting closer back to the old Capital Center. Well, our arena's still going strong. You never know what will happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had great chemistry. We had a good time. Yeah. We had a good time working. Every, everybody did. Yeah. I, 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 we had a reunion. Jerry had a reunion. Uh, yeah, he put together of all the Capital Center people oh, way wow. back. When was that? Was May thirty first. May thirty first, oh, wow. and Fresh. we had a turnout you wouldn't believe. Really? Close to four hundred people oh, who had formerly worked. I mean, that was people that worked there. I mean, some players. I I, I don't remember who all was there, but <laughs> it was it was great. And uh, uh, but if you would ask any of those people, it's the best job they ever had. And and I, I don't I don't know how many people have told me that over the years how much they enjoyed it and how many friends we still have. Now we called ourselves a family. It was overused on occasion, but there was a feeling among the workers. There was a feeling among the executives, a feeling among the fans that this was kind of a homey place that we all felt comfortable together and enjoyed working with one another. Unusual well, time. Yeah, and, and, and we're and, very fortunate. We're and, really and, fortunate. And, and, and we didn't have so many people. That everybody was lost in the crowd. I mean, you know, we—I—I I think I had one scout, right. and and maybe, maybe a scout and a half. I had Bill Gardner <laughs> and Tom Rolison. I mean, uh, who was the half? Uh, huh? We're not going to name names who the half was. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I yeah, well, I, I don't know who that was either. But uh, well, when I joined the the Bullets in 1970, I'm trying to think of the number of front office personnel. We had Nancy Lacey who basically was almost the entire front office. She did it all. She was the receptionist. She was the secretary. She booked, helped book travel. She, she did it all. And then there may have, we had Jim Henneman, who was our PR director, and maybe two other, three wow. other people. When I look at this organization today, oh. I'm blown away. Oh. You are so much more You'd sophisticated. Have been half of our staff. <laughs> uh, yeah. You too. It's a different world. It's well, a different and, world. And Bob, especially now that you're a scout and you work with, I'm sure, so many people within uh, the Nets organization. Just how has not only the administration changed, but obviously the game has changed so much in how you evaluate it. And you touched on a little bit with synergy, but. How do you kind of stay in the same moment of being saying, I've been doing this for a long time, uh, and balancing that with the new age um, analytics? Well, you know, you know it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a slow process. And uh, I, I had an advantage because uh, really uh, my son Danny was, got to be work with of the course, Spurs yeah. and he worked with uh, uh, Cleveland and uh, uh, he, he had been familiar with uh, Synergy, and he has been familiar with uh, analytics. So uh, I kind of got interested because of him. But uh, again, I, I, you know, I, I like to give credit, credit to both of those, that te technology. But uh, I still just can't say enough how much it takes to, to, to you got to make a right decision, no matter what the, the numbers say. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it, it was a, it was a, it was sort of a change, and uh, I, I I won't say I used it you know a whole lot, but but I, it kept, it kept me on track. Well, that's that's we talk about that all the time. How you still have to you know with all the numbers of today's game, it's still basketball, and it's still it's still the same game, even though it's changed so much. It's still the same game of basketball. Well, it's and, people. And, exactly. and yeah, and that, yeah, 
and that's See, character. That's character, yeah. Teamwork. And, 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 and my gut feeling, my, my feeling is, is if a, if a, if a guy's a, a very good offensive player, you can teach him defense. So that's not going to show up on synergy. Right. Right. And, and, and there's so much players can learn from, from, from other players rather than just the numbers. But it's all part of it now, and it, it sounds really good, and <laughs> we wouldn't have anything to talk about now. Sure. <laughs> right. well, that's for sure. And if we could uh, continue on this theme of how times have changed, um, reading about that, the actual series, the, the finals, the, 70, the 78 finals, playing the Sonics in Seattle. And I'm just reading about the travel and how things and how crazy it was with their, their do you remember all this with their arena? You couldn't get into their Coliseum. Oh, we had a lot of problems, uh, if, I, if I remember. We, we stayed out of town because they, they That's right. we said, uh, I can't, what was the name of the hotel? I remembered it for years. <laughs> but uh, we, we, stayed out, we stayed out by the airport. Okay. And uh, we, we, that was pretty close to being first class in those days because we did have a charter plane, don't even, didn't we, in the play? We did. We did. Yeah, we had a oh, charter right. plane to go coast to playoffs. coast. Okay. Yeah, and... Uh, so we were we were in talk hot and then, but uh, uh, it it, uh, it was it was still it was just yeah uh, uh, you know you get you get so involved in the playoffs you know I can't tell you how and especially after us making you know making them so many years and something negative happened yeah. and then you're right. that close and everything you know you're almost numb. Mm-hmm. And and you're numb to what's going on almost, because it's just every point, everything, every looking for injuries, looking for bad things to happen. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, it, it it was it was really 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 nerve wracking. And uh, uh, I can't say that I didn't. Uh, uh, I I was really involved in it, and I was I was I was wore out. When we when the, when it was when it was over, yeah. went in the locker room and everybody. I got a picture at home. I never. I got a picture. At home. I'm just leaning against the blackboard <laughs> like this, like half comatose. I mean, just just wore out watching people throw water all over each other and throw me into water. And I'm thinking, geez, is this all there is to it? <laughs> but you know, you, the, the the thrill of victory, I, I don't think was as, as great as the the heart beating of. I have to tell you some stories about this guy. First is, uh, we'd be at the Capitol Center. There was a, an entryway into the locker room that kind of was a tunnel that led onto the floor. I can't tell you how many games I saw him, not in his seat, never in his seat. He was standing there at the locker room just at the tunnel entrance to watch in the game there. He couldn't sit down. And we, we shared some moments together in, in that regard. But one thing, Bob, do you remember uh, after we lost the fifth game in Seattle, Abe came to you and Dick Mata and, and said, we're scheduled to leave here tomorrow morning to get home. If I can get an airplane to take the team home tonight so they have an extra night to sleep at home, do you think this would be meaningful? And you both said yes. So he said to me, I know that Ogden Foods, who is our concessionaire, has an airplane, has a G2, this lovely airplane. He said, if I can get that airplane, would you want the team to go home and get an extra night's sleep? 
So I got on the phone and I talked to the president of the company. I said, you've got this airplane. Is it available? Would you come out and pick us up and take us home? Sounds like the helicopter with the it's, CJ. It has, it has relevance. And they said yes. So they sent this airplane. It was on the East Coast. They sent it to, to Seattle. It would only accommodate 12, 13 people. Oh, yeah. 13 <laughs> people. People were getting cut out of the airplane. So the coaches couldn't go. Bob couldn't go. Abe couldn't go. But we had 12 players and John Lally, the trainer, who made that yeah, trip. Yeah, the trainer. Trip. I forgot about that. But, uh, yeah, that was, it, it was uh, – I just can't tell you how, how the tension builds up. I mean, oh, yeah. it oh. keeps going and going and going. And, uh, uh uh, I like to say it was fun, but I, I, I wonder sometimes. How did you feel with Wes at the free throw line at the end of the well, game? Uh, on a bunch of questionnaires that they might ask me, they might ask me here. Uh, that that was Wes Onsel uh, got. Well, well, first of all, Wes made a great drive from the top of the key and drove in for a layup down a stretch with 12 seconds to go, and then. Uh, he also he also shifted uh, it, it, it down the stretch it with, with I don't know how many seconds to go. They fouled him on purpose, mm -hmm. and he's a 55% free throw shooter. And I mean I would I would sit at the top of the stadium and I didn't even want to look, but I did. <laughs> Close your eyes and just oh, let it happen. Oh yeah, I mean I just and 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 he hit it, and that was probably the highlight. Uh, highlight of the whole playoff series when he hit that free throw I thought oh my god we're going to make it maybe yeah. <laughs> that was game seven right that's correct yeah, yeah. that was game and seven that was in in Seattle yeah. where of course you guys won the first and only championship in this for the franchise and for a long time the last team to win on the road there in right. game seven yeah that's on right. the road that's the right road. Yeah. Well, yeah well we we didn't have a home court advantage in the whole playoff yeah well, yeah. not, not one, one not, not, not. right. Only, I mean, a 44-win season. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. We we didn't have a home court, and you know, when, when things go good, it's it's miraculous when you look back. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, here, and yeah, but, the Dandridge, the CJ, the West making the shots, just so many things well, it's, fell into place. It, it 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 you know it just just takes that, and then, you know the next year we had the best record and. Right. Things didn't fall the same, but I mean, we were never been as good. Mm -hmm. So you just—it takes a combination yeah. of having to have enough ability, and if, and if you're and, and breaks, huh? And good things, yeah. Breaks and do you, you, do you, you talked about this a little bit, but did you feel that the years leading up to it, getting so close, or not being able to get over the hump, does that add to that thrill of victory? Do you do you feel that? Well, I li I like to say the, the the thrill of victory came the next day, maybe. Yeah. You know the night of the night of it again. Again, I was like I was like washed out. I was just glad it was over, yeah. and and I didn't have time to to, yeah. to 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 really reflect on it. And and that goes with years. And that, and that what makes it exciting is like we're doing this interview now. We wouldn't be doing it. We wouldn't have met you. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. And and Bob, how many people in sports in in your relationships? Spend their whole career and never win a championship. A lot of them. And, <laughs> most of them. Most of us. Yeah. Most of us. You know, I've I've been in baseball, I've been in hockey and basketball, 
and I look around and see other people in similar positions around the country. They spend their whole career and never are able to win that, the, that yeah, big one. Yeah, you know, Jerry, Jerry. So fortunate. What's, what's, what's amazing yeah. about it to me is, is like I say, we, we had the best record in the 70s, and we were good. And we, oh. we were only a little thing, you know, just, just a bad bounce sometimes. We did get swept twice, though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. And yeah. uh, but but it, but I mean it's 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 it comes down to really it's just uh, when you go through these playoff series it's just it's it's you can never relax you just you know it, and I you know I, I like to say I really had a big rush of joy when we did it and I did it I just stood there against the blackboard <laughs> thinking is this all there is to it I, I was waiting for skyrockets to go off in my head no, I, no, I don't as I remember I don't think we had champagne in the locker room at that well, time. Well, they had to go get it. Yeah, that's right. John Lally. John Lally. They had to take it out of well, Seattle. Seattle's locker room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other game that I remember that I had the same kind of feeling was the first year I was with the team in the 71 playoffs when we won the seventh game in New York against the Knicks. When it came down to those winning, those were some battles with oh, you're, Clyde I mean, Frazier, yeah, we were David Busher. Oh, we had excited because we won. Yeah, that's the oh, secret. For the ten garden. years, we won. I mean, you know, every that's right. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't emphasize that enough because all the problems go away after a win. Right, they sure do. Yep. Did you hate losing more than you enjoyed winning? Oh, I hated losing way more than I enjoyed. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, I felt way, the same way. way. Well, of course, you, you know, you know what? After a game, you guys—I don't know if you're privileged to go to the locker room or anything yet—but uh, you know, after a game, if you win, you go in the locker room and it's, everybody's in there and they're oh, moving, yeah. moving around and, and can't wait to get out. When you lose, the coaching staff's in a room. They're going over every move, everything that happened. Uh, the players don't are, want to talk to anybody. They don't want right. to talk to anybody. I mean, the whole thing. Atmosphere. I mean, the atmosphere. And, yeah. I mean, and it's really that way. Coaches are up till midnight. And, oh, yeah. I mean, thinking about how they're going to get to uh, – it's, it's, no, there's nothing like, there's nothing like winning and we – we won. In fact, Jerry, when we first took, when we first got this going, uh, we 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 weren't drawing what we thought we should draw. I mean, you know, we That's were right. we were really good, and uh, we it even came up that we were winning too easy. <laughs> I'll never forget. We had a meeting. We had a meeting, and we went through a stretch where we won by about 20, 20 points, about four games in a row, and I got to be, why would people want to come out? Where I mean, yeah. I, and then when you start losing, oh boy. <laughs> then you hear it. Yeah. What went into, you know, building that Bullets brand, especially being in a few different cities over a decade and then landing at Cap at uh, Cap Center? What from a marketing standpoint, was it did you find it to be difficult or was it just winning really <laughs> was the key? Uh, well, you know, we we didn't know how to market ourselves when we moved over to to uh, Capital Center. As a matter of fact, we called ourselves the Capital Bullets Capital. because we didn't want to alienate the Baltimore fans. And and mm -hmm. so we tried that. It, it really didn't work. And we decided we're just, just going to become the Washington Bullets and, and uh, go from there. But it, it, it was interesting. It took a while. 
you know, we, we uh, located at, uh, off the Beltway. You know, we had no public transportation, none. To get to the Capitol Center, you had to come by car, your personal car, or you had to rent a bus. And the, the Beltway was mainstream, main street suburbia. And that's one of the glories of being there. At the end of the run at the Capitol Center, we had to move because the Capitol Center wouldn't get people there in time for games, and people didn't want to get on the, right. on the Beltway. So it, very interesting change in times and directions and, and fans. You know, you know we, a, a phase of our, our organization and everything else that was, that was really exciting was when we drafted Muggsy Bogues and Minute Bowl. <laughs> now that, that was a whole nother, whole nother. We couldn't even have good practices because Minute Bowl would block every shot. Because, you know, you, you get no referees, right? He, he blocked, and Muggsy Bogues would press people and they couldn't get it up to court. <laughs> and we used to come and just sit there and laugh. I mean, I mean, it used to be so funny. Our first team, no, they were just, they were, Manu was the best shot blocker that ever lived, and Muggsy Bogues might be the quickest player that ever lived, and they could play. And uh, boy, that was. I remember Bob Ferry coming back. He said, I was just up in Rhode Island or someplace. He says, I saw a guy there that you will not believe. You will not believe. And nobody heard about this guy. He was playing a small college up in, up in Providence or Rhode Island or Connecticut. Also Cleveland State. Oh, he was a clean. Yeah. And he said, you would not believe this guy. When we saw him, it was amazing. Oh, okay. yeah. He was, uh, he, he, he was not only an amazing basketball player, so yeah. our shot player, yeah. he was an amazing person, yeah, personality. Yeah. And, uh, he cared yeah. so much about the Sudan and his oh, people. Yeah, sure. He was a hell of a guy. Yeah, we've heard great things. I hell of a guy. His son, his son, yeah. But boy... He was all kneecaps and, and oh, elbows. He, I mean, he was. He, he was part of my family. He spent about three things, two two Thanksgivings wow, at our house, and one Christmas, and he and he'd always bring his entourage of all these African guys. <laughs> but how about the people? You know, he had a special car fitted out for him. <laughs> it looked like he was driving from the back seat. And people would do a <laughs> double take. You know, here he is like this, and he's, his head is in the in the window in the back seat. <laughs> what a guy! Uh, that, that was a, that. That, that's probably the most fun I've ever had when, uh, because it, they were just so much fun to watch. And, yeah. and Manu was a character. I mean, yeah. Always had a smile. Always had a smile. Yeah. And a funny thing. It's funny, something funny to say. He was, what, what, a, what a career, he Bob. Ended up, he ended up, he ended up uh, the equivalent of a, of a Kennedy as far as politically, yeah. his family. It, it, he's, he's an amazing story. He's got all kind of films made of Yep. Really was. When you, so when you think back, I guess closing question here: How did that championship team affect you and the rest of your life? You know, after being so close and then finally getting it, but in general, that whole experience of working together for so long. You know, you know, I, I always felt that I always felt like it was like a huge birthmark removed from me. Uh-huh. <laughs> in other words, you, you know, you just you, you, all of a sudden you were just accepted. You know, there was there's no what if, what ifs, or whatever it else, and and that stays with you forever. But uh, that's that's the way I felt about it. I think we we kind of had um, a feeling from all around us, the media and the fans, that we couldn't win the big one. 
We, we could get to the door, but we couldn't get it open and go through. And to relieve that um, understanding and to let people know that this is real, we did it. Yeah. From the front office with Bob putting together the team and Dick Mata on the floor and all the players that we had with with uh, Bobby Danders and CJ and Elvin and Wesley and Phil. And, and all, all, you know, they were with us a long time. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we, 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 we didn't have a great turnover, you know, probably like most teams, but uh, yeah. it was, it was, it was family and you had problems like families have, you know, somebody doesn't sure. like each other that day and yeah. somebody doesn't. And, a lot of personalities yeah. in that locker room. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. To yeah. all famous, and he had to deal stars. with that. And he had to deal with We're them. not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for another podcast, right? No podcast. No podcast. <laughs> Stay off. That air. that remains internal. That's yeah. good. But, well, no, that's that's great, and we really appreciate you guys coming on to talk about all this. Yeah, this, this is wonderful. So great. Well, great thanks story. for giving us the opportunity to, yeah. to tell you about it. Yeah. Yeah. We look forward to seeing you soon uh, with the, the 40th anniversary, and great. everyone can catch the rest of our series with interviews with other players and executives. Uh, but for now, thanks again for thanks, coming Thanks, guys. On. Thank you.